hello again, my friends, E.K. The Writing Elk here, with yet another episode of the story, The Backsliding Story. Come gather around, my children. Join in as we try to dish out some food for your thoughts and water for your mind. Or maybe just a little something for you to stick around right there where you already are and continue to walk with the blind like some folks have been known to be doing like like all of the times or maybe maybe we could tickle your funny bone so that you can laugh until you pop out from behind yeah yeah man maybe we could do that one as for me i've got a little something to say to you and me yes to us as a people and you had better listen up yes man I intend to come and find you where you are and bring you into the conversation, kicking and screaming if needs be. Yes, yes man, well, why not avoid that hassle? Why not make it a habit to hop on over to Inky I Talk, Storytellers Podcast, and check it out. You'll see. Backsliding is a detailed account of how he one very churched person, some even say overchurched. How this one very overchurched person was to get himself kicked out of the black Christian church. And for what? Bring your best here and come. Come join us for yet another episode of the story. A story called Backsliding. Chicken soup from heaven for what ails the people. But first... Here's a message from our sponsor. Looking for a great gift idea or simply enjoying a fun read? Look no further because the author who gave you the book How to Train a Wild Puppy Dog Named Manly is back. Remember Eli Kelly? He is back with The Shirt Depot, a grown-up story to go. It's the perfect story for the grown-ups in your circle. It's a great read for him or her, especially if they have a hearty sense of humor. Deliver it daily over lunch like biscuits to crunch. He will want to pay you back for loving him so much. Give it to her like you should. Show her you're that good. Get that copy of The Shirt Depot, Story to Go, The New Tale for Grown-Ups. Available on Amazon Kindle. For more information, log on to InkyItalk.com. It's The Shirt Depot, a story to go and more. Go get it now. No. Here is today's episode. Today we are featuring excerpts from chapter 8b. And it goes something like this. Got a bone to pick with pastor. Yes, your pastor. She was right there serving in your church. And after, after we are done with this even, but as of now, go ask her. She was right there this very minute, probably. How was it he? Him, maybe. Anyway, it has to do with something I was to see at that wedding there at the church last week. Yeah, I was there to meet them. No, I wasn't even supposed to be there. But hear this, my friend. My son was gigging there with the backing band. 
he wanted me to accompany him for moral support. You know, my son and I have always been tight like that, of course, yes. Anyway, I just couldn't believe what I saw there. A 50-member bridal party and a spear. Can you believe that? No, no. Don't you get me wrong here. I agree. A person can do whatever it is that he wants to do. And see, those people can too. It's their day. I have no problem with them that way. Well, maybe a little bit, but my big beef here is not so much with them, but with the pastor, of course. Your pastor, even. How could she stand there and preside over a setting like that? Not just any old setting, but a wedding, in fact. How could she? Think of it for a moment, like me. If you know me well enough, and I think you do by now, I have been saying some things for quite a while now. Lots of things. Things which, yes, some of those things, I have no business saying, some say. Some of which was to get me into a lot of hot water with a number of folks that way. Even while praying, like that. Like what? Like the number of young people who are sitting in our churches just wasting away in decay. Becoming old people before they even know it. And to say, before they get a chance at living and watching their time and the chances slip away. At least, I am watching and seeing that happening before my eyes, while they, for the most part, they seem to be thinking that they still have time to go on a slow start, that their prince and princesses are soon to be coming online in a go-kart, coming to get them, riding in on white horses even. So delusional, yes, oh yes. It has everything to do with it. Everything. Ask any one of these young people why they are not married yet. Ask them who or what. What are they waiting for to get married? Ask them that and see what they tell you. Matter of fact, I have. I've asked several of them on many occasions too. And although the answers were to be many and varied, it always come down to one key constant. And that constant is this. At the end of the day, they are still sitting there waiting, waiting and wasting away. As for the answers I get, it's always like, I'm not ready for that yet. I can't find a good man or woman. I can't afford it right now, and the list goes on somehow. But right there, at the, I can't afford it, yeah, that part right there. This is where I've got an issue with the pastor and this latest wedding gig. Many of her very own members were sitting there as guests. Maybe some were participating and playing support or other roles, most likely. But they were there too, yes. They were nonetheless there, well-dressed, watching and seeing. The same thing as I was able to see and saw, I guess. One member of the bridal party after another marching up, up, 
up, up, up. It was like there was no end to it, no getting to the stop. And just as one began to think that this is the end, there came yet another bunch of them, overdressed, overly decked out in fine and fabulous apparels and the knick snacks people. I would have counted as much as 48 by that time when I was to have realized that something quite unique and unusual was going on. That was when I started counting. So, add that to the bride and groom and you will have around 50 as the amount in. Could have even been more. Yeah, I am coming to that. What the pastor has to do with it is this. She already has a whole bunch of people in the church. People whose time came and went and they didn't even know when it came. God sent even. They don't know that it's past and gone. And there are a whole bunch of younger ones who are ripe and ready and sitting there in the pan behind them right now and waiting. Yet another bunch is coming up fast on their heels. Those who are likely to be coming to face the exact same fate as them. Yeah, for real. All of these things have a myriad of obstacles going on against them and their hopes, dreams, aspirations, and all of their earthly desires already, as they are. Real or imagined, but obstacles they are anyway. No. She has gone right ahead and added yet another list. I will tell you what it is. It's the precedent that is now being set by this single misguided action. And yes, the act of officiating in a wedding in her own church, her very own church, with so many of her own young unmarried members looking on. A wedding that displayed a 50-member bridal party. I am willing to bet that no one among them owns a bridal boutique, nor a shoe store like these, a pastry shop, or any such enterprise like that. A tiny restaurant, perhaps, but none with the capacity to accommodate that size of a wedding or a party in their own ballroom. From now on though, Every time one of those young people even so much as hear the word marriage or wedding, they will more than likely be thinking that, I can't afford that, I can't afford a wedding, for sure. They, for the most part, won't be able to afford a wedding like that one. But thanks be to God and the right plan, there are other types of those things, weddings which they, if only they were made aware of, they will be able to afford them, more than afford them even. There's the show I used to love to watch on TV. It's a show that consists of a bunch of bearded brutes. No, not me. Pardon the terms guys, it's nothing against you. Still love you loads, but there is this one episode that stood out in my mind and in my memory and these roads, probably because of the subject matter it was to have addressed to me in the codes, which, as you can see, it's my pet peeve, or is becoming one of my pet peeves, 
In this particular episode, there was a surprise. A big surprise it was, if ever there was one. All of the family, children, grandchildren, uncles and aunts, along with various spouses where applicable, they came together and planned a wedding for the matriarch and the patriarch of the family. They, mom and dad, did not have a big wedding when they had gotten married because they were young and probably penniless as it was. But not so anymore though, they got it done and went on with the business of living. And living was what they did in fine style and in the cribs. They would have raised a fine handful or two of children of their own and so are now at the sit back and relaxed stage of their lives, comfortable in their home. The officiating minister at the wedding was one of their very own sons, while the guest, the whole bunch of them, almost to the last one, yes, was family, their own family, children and grandchildren for the most part. No. Compare this to that type of nonsense which has become prevalent and perversive in our churches and amongst our people. That which seems to suggest that marriage, sex and the children are accursed things and is to be avoided at all cost in our vehicle. If and when they do eventually have one, a wedding, it has got to cost an arm and a leg in. That is the way of the Lord as far as these people are concerned and in accord. The very same Lord who would have and could have said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. But we all know that she never did say any such thing, as it is cursed. She couldn't and wouldn't have said such nasty and outrageous things to us and ours, even worse. That is why she never did. So, let it be known that we are never going to even venture anywhere near those forbidden things. Our God is depending on us to stay faithful to this cause, whatever the cost. But then again, given a choice between these two separate approaches to the matter and to life in general, my friend, I will take the ways of the bearded broods on any given day. Yeah, you know me like that, that way, and then again. That's it for today, my friends. Thank you for lending me your ear chime again. Come join us next time when we shall bring you yet another episode of this story, the backsliding story. Until then, remember this. Don't ever hug a black brother. You already know that. This is wrong. Who said so? Twas the man. Don't forget to trust and obey him. Yes, that man. Always and fully. Yes, trust him. But don't you ever say those silly things to a black brother either. Things like, brother I love you. That's the wrongest of thing that you could ever do. Now, go to church and go pray for the remission of your sins, or else, or else what? You most definitely won't be going, you know, to that place, what's it called again? Even I think, or some such other fabulous thing.
No, no, not to drink. Just saying. Do remember though, remember to like this page. Share it too. Subscribe and follow us on the Inky I Talk podcast. Follow us on your podcast app, such as Spotify or whatever application you are listening to us on. Something is always going on here on Inky I Talk, where it's inky, it's sticky, can sometimes get pretty sticky. But until next time, I remain your very best friend, E.K., the writing help, and I am out. Just here writing love letters to my beloved black brothers. I thank you.